Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show, Hump Day Edition. Oh, <laughs> nice. One, <laughs> everything entertainment. The camel commercial. You for Geico got, yes. Hump Day. That's funny. Yes, you guys. There were no winners of Tuesday night's Mega Millions jackpot. Guys, mm. it's getting serious. Mega Millions new jackpot at this point, and it will go up. I don't understand how the... I think it's because they see more people buying tickets, so that increases the amount. Correct. $750 million is what the jackpot is estimated to be right now. And by Sunday, it's going to be over... Or Saturday, it's going to be over $800 million. This is crazy. Ruin your life money. Nobody matched all the numbers and the Mega Ball, but um, there were a few million-dollar winners, so I better check my ticket. Oh, yeah. I have the numbers in front of me. They don't look like my numbers. Hmm. 12, 14, 26, 28, 33, 9, Niner. Is that, that's called the Mega Plier? Nine, the Mega Ball. The Mega Ball hmm. is a Niner. I would love, in fact, I'd pay $100 to have video to be able to live stream whoever wins Mega Millions. Oh, I yeah. want to see how a human being can get that information and how close they get to combusting. Because that would be overwhelming news to receive, that you're the Mega Millions jackpot winner. That How would, how would you even speak? I don't know. I think you'd be in a state of shock. I am sorry to tell you your odds of winning the Mega Millions is... One in 302 million? Yep, 302.5 million. Oh, it's even worse. It's a little better for the Powerball at 1 in 292 million. That's up to $550 million tonight. Oh, my wow. gosh, you guys. Uh, so, by the way, the Mega Millions, the next drawing is, <coughs> is going to be on Friday night. Okay. And then the, the Powerball, the next Powerball, if we don't get a winner tonight, would be Saturday night. Wow. Wow. Largest. This... It's just it's just <laughs> such a crazy number. Is it the eighth largest drawing in, in U.S. history? Uh, da, 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 that sounds I think right. that's what I saw. And the largest jackpot won by a single person yes. was $1.56 billion in 2018 by someone in South Carolina. Boy, I wonder what they're up to today. Let's go to them live. We go now live. <laughs> but wouldn't that be fascinating? And obviously yes. there's no way to do it, but... To get that on video of someone winning, do they pass out? This isn't this isn't winning five hundred dollars. 
This is if I they call our name one five hundred. I'm so <laughs> yeah, I would, excited. I would do it. I think of the winners that we see at the uh, Hubbard holiday party. Right. Whenever they do the raffle at the end of the night, people are getting tweaked because they just won Delta tickets one way. Yeah. And they're all pumped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh gosh, just one time can't... I won an iPod Touch at an <gasps> '80s trivia Ooh. night, oh, and my. I was like, I mean, I was like one of those annoying people is just screaming out the answer and it was like okay we're down to five contestants and then i just was like really over the top in my <laughs> winning like i made the other person probably feel really bad but i couldn't contain my excitement oh my god you're so funny i won meat at a meat raffle oh like, yeah you, you remember the cut uh, I think it was pork chops, actually. <laughs> okay. That's right, girl. You know. Anyway, so you still have a chance to win, yes, so get out there and get your tickets. Well, I think Bruce Willis was going into a Rite Aid to buy his <laughs> ticket yesterday. Oh. So what are you doing in there with the without I'm the mask? I'm pretty sure. Very bad. I mean, what is everybody's problem who won't wear a mask? I don't understand. I and just can't wrap my head around it. He had a bandana wrapped around his neck. Do you think he just forgot? Like, sometimes I'm walking into work. And I, it's early in the morning, and I'm like, "Oh shoot!" I don't, I don't think he did. I think he was asked to, they, yeah. to put it on, and then he left. Oh, I would be like, "I'm so sorry, I forgot." Even if you thought you could, I don't know. I don't have that mindset. I think he had a really good opportunity to say, "Oh, sorry about that," and then pull up his bandana uh-huh. and put it right around his mouth. Sure. And so that that leads celebrity. me to believe that he did not, uh, he didn't forget. And and now he's uh, apologizing. Oh, okay. What's he? What's he uh, saying? He's saying something like, "My bad." Mm. <laughs> something to that you effect. It was a lapse in judgment. Yeah. Sure. Okay. As a show, we forgive you, Bruce. I don't know if I forgive him. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'll forgive him. It's fine. But I mean, why didn't you just pull it up when they asked you to? You know, maybe at that point. You just feel, look, listen, we all have weird things, weird behaviors that come out from time to time. Maybe in that moment, even though he knew he was wrong, he doubled down and just thought, you know what, forget it then. I'm going to get out of here. I'm not going to, I don't want to be in this, uh-huh, the, yeah. the room anymore. It's already embarrassing. If I pull it up, it's still embarrassing. I'm just going to leave. I'll go somewhere else, put my mask on and go get my stuff there. Now, I'm assuming that people did not know who he was at the time. Right? Because I'd be know. like, I'm not going to tell him. You tell him. Yeah. No, right? I, I, I don't know. He looked a whole lot like Bruce Willis in the picture. I think they knew. And it's, you know, it's L.A. That's true. Know yeah, celebrities a dime a dozen, right? But I bet, you know, some people feel very vocal about mask stuff. Many of us just internalize our mask feelings yeah, one way or another. But some people are outspoken and just will say, hey, man. And they know you're Bruce Willis. But hey. Mask on. Come on. Yeah, right. It's funny. My uh, my roomie was at, I don't know, a grocery store the other day. And he said, so the guy in front of him, like, turned around and looked at him and was like, hey, back up. I don't want to get COVID. Oh. And Rumi was his cart. The front of the cart was on the next dot. Yeah. So he was even be- he was like 10 feet away from the guy. And he's like, how much? Farther do you want me to go? I'm going to be, you People know, in produce. I'm not in line. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be in the parking lot if you want me to go back any farther. So I think, you know, I think especially people who are autoimmune compromised, sure, really afraid. 
You yeah. know, and you got to respect that. You don't know what anyone's going through. You don't know if the person in front of you has, you know, a relative in the hospital or, you know. Well, you know what's funny that you say that because I have this pesky cough that just won't go away. But I got tested. I got tested and it's not COVID. But you have. So I haven't gone back into the studio to do Twin Cities Live. And there's a. Uh, a guy, a member of our crew who is autoimmune, uh, autoimmune compromised. And we were talking about it the other day on the show saying, look, even if you know it's not COVID, if you come in, you cough and you give somebody your cough, even though they might not be in, in jeopardy of facing a critical health issue, still, once they get symptoms, they then have to get tested. Yes. They then have to stay quarantined until they get the test results. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the lifestyle, uh, interruption that just, a non-COVID cough can cost you. Right. That has me um, staying at home so far. Also, I haven't done great so far at the beginning of this show. Uh, I don't. I, have a, I don't have a mute button on Twin Cities Live. You know, so you can't cough. just turn the mic down. Now I don't always right. turn the mic down when I cough. That is true on this show. Sorry about that. All right. But it's a it's a weird little thingy. It's the whole thing. By the way, um, Disneyland, uh, which is closed to visitors, is set to open this week to um, to become one of the um, uh, a vaccination, vaccination site. site. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So that's very cool. I know that Petco Park in San Diego opened on Monday. I think Mets Stadium in New York is about to open for that as well. Dodger Stadium is transitioning. Uh, I'm sorry, transitioning hmm. from a testing site to a vaccination hmm. site as well. So um, it looks like right now we are looking at Group 1A, which means law enforcement first responders and those over the age of 75. And then by next month, uh, next in line for vaccinations would be education and child care workers, people 65 to 74, and the homeless. Mm. So that's where we're at right now as uh, as far as vaccination goes and who's in line. Okay. So there you go. When we come back on the Donna and Steve show, we got some things that make us go, huh? Two things to consider. First of all, the best way to avoid going bald is not at all what you would think. But also, there's a fake McDonald's in a city in uh, California that doesn't actually sell food inside. I'll tell you the bizarre thing that actually is done inside of this place when we return on Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast. Oh, we have got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body. Yes. uh, Uh, Boxers and briefs for men, that's true, but women love wearing them, too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not believe how cool they felt, like continuously Cool. So here's what's happening with all of that. It's the fabric. They use super soft bamboo fabric. We're part pandas now. So you can keep the boys cool and dry. It's softer than cotton, I'm telling you. And if you're really active, helps fight odors as well. Ew. It is game-changing. Covered, Donna, this is real life. It's I soft, know, it's I'm cool, sorry. you'll love them. And hey, ladies. Ladies. Try them for yourself or get some for your guy. There's perks for both of you. Check them out at chillboys.com. Chillboys.com. Truly an amazing product from a great local company right here in Minnesota. Chill Boys. Comfort where it counts. Steve comes with a bunch of head-scratching fun facts on the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 107.1. All righty. The best way to avoid going bald is castration. What? Mm, As long as you... 
<laughs> as long as you have your testicles removed before you start going bald, Donna, that's what we're called, don't body shame us, you won't lose your hair. If you get them removed after you start losing your hair, you won't grow back what you lost and you'll also no longer have testicles. How so would the, you feel about having none? <laughs> like, well, what's your opinion on that? I mean, animals if, do it all the time. Well, okay. Isn't that where... Yes. You know, Shibes being semen is produced? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then would that... I would no longer be able to... Lay with my betrothed. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't as know far how as just works. Really. Carrying, I think, yeah, that's where it comes from. Um, I don't like them, though. There's nothing that I'm like. Oh man, I really love having these on me. <laughs> I'd cut the whole that. thing off. I'd rather be a robot where I could just press a button and say, like, you know, engage in laying down session. And then it like comes out of me as a robot oh appendage. Oh my gosh! I don't this need is it. The weirdest thing you've ever <laughs> said. I'm just saying. I don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm in no way enamored with my tackle. <laughs> okay. So okay, so you actually okay. <laughs> For the so, record, I don't think my wife is either. I don't know. So you actually oh, need hey, them to have a good time. Yes. Yes. Okay. I yes. thought they were just kind of for the purpose of making babies. Well, I didn't also realize. That, okay, because that, yeah, that all that's so that's too, really the factory right there. That's the that's factory. the warehouse. Yeah. Yes, okay. and if you're no longer making pizzas, then you're not gonna ever want to eat pizza. I hmm. see. That was not my greatest analogy. <laughs> it's it's safe though. <laughs> okay, thank you for that biology. Lesson. I don't know what the uterus is there's a lot of things and i don't oh. care that i don't know i'm 37 what do you mean you have four kids that's where they live that's where until the baby they, is until that's they're the, born so the baby is in the uterus that's when like, they're growing yeah that's the oh. cave where it lives oh um <laughs> a, a hysterectomy yes is also a procedure that is available that removes <laughs> something the uterus. The uterus. What are they? They just get rid of it. They just say, we don't and want this And the ovaries anymore. sometimes. That's a full hysterectomy, right? Ovaries are where the eggs are generated, just mm-hmm. like our testicles generate our stuff. Yeah, so you got to get rid of the ovaries if you don't want the eggs, right? Yeah, that would be... <laughs> There's a fake McDonald's. Yes. In the. Uh, it's called City of Industry. It's in Southern California, but it's only used for filming. What? So most of the McDonald's ads that you see have been shot in that fake McDonald's in City of Industry, Southern California. I used to live right next to City of Industry. I'm so bummed that I didn't know about this when I was there. Oh, state drop. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Is that also where they film like scenes for movies that have McDonald's in them? Like I don't care, sure. I don't know. I don't know. An idea or any fast food joint. Boy, we sound like a bunch of dummies today. I, why is it that we call fast food places fast food joints? Because it's fast. The joint? Because it's a place. <laughs> a joint. That, the a joint place. is what I'm saying. Joint. Let's go to that joint. Yeah. Joint. Joint. There's a, there's a great scene in Ted Lasso, which I'm watching, and... <coughs> sorry, I... Whoa. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Which I'm highly recommending. Okay. Where he says a word. This used to happen to me with the word grocery. And if you say it enough times... It loses all meaning, oh. and now it's just the sound. Yes, and there's like, a, is there's, that even a word? There's a name for that. That was starting to happen just now with joint. Joint, joint, joint. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> is that even a, what does it By mean? By the way, DC is having a joint for jabs. If you get vaccinated, they'll give you a joint. Uh, mar- a uh, bl- what? Yep. Are you like serious? Yep. Is it legal there, I suppose? I yes, it is. Of course, lawmakers Or there's a police sting. <laughs> We'll test it here first. Yes. That's cool, Donna. Thanks. Fun fact. You should watch Ted Lasso. Okay. Thomas Jefferson was chosen to write the Declaration of Independence over Benjamin Franklin. Why? Because the other members of the committee were afraid that Ben Franklin would sneak in a joke. Wait. Oh, well, that makes me like Ben Franklin even, even more. Oh, Benny. He's such a jokester. He's a jokester. They couldn't trust him with the Declaration of Independence. Hmm. The best way to avoid going bald is castration. Is that right? Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. In the uh, 1700s and 1800s, Don, are you a time traveler? Squirrels. Yes. Squirrels were popular pets. Oh, that's cute. Oh, no. My mother's texting me. This is no doubt going <laughs> oh, to be. No. She listens. The birds and, and the bees. She says, Steve, I, I like listening to you on the radio, but sometimes I just want you to stop talking about whatever you're starting. Let's see what she said. <laughs> oh, it's oh, good. Okay. I got off the hook there. It's fast food because if you don't eat it fast, it's horrible. Okay. That's not even what I meant, Mom, but that's what oh, she had gosh. to say. <laughs> She's listening live. You leave her alone. She's trying but, to be helpful. She is trying to be helpful. Yeah. Hi, Jane. Hello, Jane. It's the joint part that my question was. Why do we call it a joint? You want to know why, like, anybody calls any place a joint. Yeah. What is a joint? Oh, and now they're showing me bones and how bones come together. Oh, my God. But seriously, joint means that thing in your body, Mm -hmm. marijuana, Mm -hmm. and uh, an establishment. Hmm. And... I want to go home. No, Donna, don't. (laughs) Don't. You have to stay here. We just got started on joint talk. Joint. (laughs) Oh, it's perfect timing. Uh, I'm just. uh, Yeah, it's not giving it to me. It's interesting that there are three different definitions for one word. They're not giving you the establishment. It's slang, I think. It's just slang. Oh, slang. I'm out of here. You guys, you both took a show recommendation from me. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what you thought of the shows. Let's discuss coming up next. And we're back on the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. 
Dawn, I'm so excited that you watched Songland. Oh. Where did you find it? Uh, well, you can watch it either on Hulu or Peacock. Okay. The only problem I have is that it's just season two, and I haven't been able to find season one, which you know how I feel about that. Oh, yeah, you're a finisher. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I am. I like, to, I like to start from the beginning of whatever oh. and see the That's evolution. Tough. But um, I still really loved it. It's like crack. I mean, like you get three <laughs> little, like you get the first initial high from seeing these four contestants get up there and present their song to who, whomever. What, like the first episode I watched was with Lady A. Okay. And um, they get to present their song and then how excited that the artists get and the other songwriters on the panel get about how talented these people are gives you because you feel like you're them. You feel like you're the one presenting and they're so kind. And then you get another high from them being paired off with one of the songwriters to change or tweak the song to present it. And then you get the third high from hearing how the evolution of the song turns out to be like and, the final product. Oh yes. my gosh. It's I, so good, right? It's so good. Wow. And it's not just country stars. They have like the oh, next no. one I'm about to watch um, is, oh my gosh, he's a Latin artist. Um, <gasps> oh, is that, um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Not Mc, not Luke. Miguel. Luis Fonzi. Yeah, Luis yes. Fonzi. Oh, is that really God. it? Yes. Luis oh Fonzi, who wrote Despacito. Yes. And he's a really great artist. I love how they are mixing, like, it doesn't matter what genre of music you're coming from. It's all respected in the world of songwriting. And you can take something and turn it into a hip-hop song. You yes. know, it's just like, they yes. can hear it and they can change it into a Latin beat. Because they're great producers. <sighs> they're oh, really, so it's Shane McAnally. He's the the country uh, producer slash songwriter Esther Dean who is fabulous love her and Ryan Tedder from One Republic and then they always have a guest artist on the show each week and they end up picking one of the songs to actually do and produce and using that song so my guy Ryan Tedder's on every week yes yeah he's he's like the the guy behind it really oh it is so cool i just really loved how supportive they were to the new artist and whether or not you know they don't pick your song to go forward like they narrow it down to three out of the four which was a little harsh i was like oh so just one person doesn't get to move on but their answer for not choosing that person i really liked. they said we felt like your song we would need to tweak it too much and so it wouldn't be yours anymore and we think it's great um, but you know, I think they all have such great opportunities after being on the show. Yes. So I felt okay with them going out into the world and, you know, still trying to make their way. Sure. Sure. It's so good. It I think really they had is. Dave Stewart on one time. They've had, um, oh my gosh, so many, so many artists, um, whose names aren't coming I to can't, me. I can't, moment. um, wait to watch more. Honestly. I know it's just it's mesmerizing. Like you're just glued to the TV and you're like, what? They made that out of that? Yeah, Songland. And just how quickly they can all sit there and do arrangements. It's just oh, so fascinating. And the advice that they give is priceless. Yeah, they can say you really just don't have a hook, you know. You've got to mm. you got to take that fourth verse. Those lyrics are so strong and make that the hook. It must be amazing too when you when you hear a song and then they say something like that, there's not a hook, and then you hear them develop a hook. Oh, yeah. And hear the next iteration and it's just you watching it all 
come to life, listening to it all come to life right in front of you. Maybe yeah. I should watch this show. Oh, you would love oh, it, Steve. Steve. No you, doubt. I mean, guaranteed, you would just feel happy. You guys aren't it. saying that because of my musical. <laughs> Pro- well, should true. I be on it? Maybe. Maybe. Do you uh, write music? I did when I was a child. Well, you know what? It's okay. Pull some of that out. Yeah. Yes, Steve. Yeah, so we've got this season. I'm watching Lady A was the first one. Louise Fonzi. Her is next. Oh, my God. I want to see that one. Uh, Martina McBride, Julia Michaels, Florida Georgia Line, Boys to Men, B.B. Rexhaw, uh, Ben Platt, and Usher. Those are the artists that will be choosing songs from these songwriters each episode. It's really neat. I love it. And I don't wow. usually gravitate. It's an NBC show. Yes. Yeah. It's like a network show. I know. I've been trying to get people on board with this show for so long. So this makes me so happy. You've been blowing the horn hard, my friend. I know. It's great. Great show. Yay. Meanwhile, yesterday on the show, Donna just so happened to mention Pretend It's a City. This is a new show on Netflix. just came out in January. And it's uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. And it is essentially Martin Scorsese interviewing Fran Lebowitz over a variety of different days and at different venues. And looks like they've done Q&As and town hall sort of events. And it's Fran Lebowitz, who's a comedian, her view of life in New York since moving there in the 70s. So I ended up putting on an episode of this last night. Was pleased to see, you know... Only 30 minutes. You can get in and out of there pretty Mm. darn quickly. Um, I put a little bit of the trailer in here. If we want to give a listen to the trailer so that folks could maybe get a vibe for what it is. Because it's seven episodes. I don't think I'm going to go along for the ride for all seven episodes. I'm not sure I will either, Steve. The first one was painting with a broad brush of just life in New York. And then it looks like the subsequent episodes go topic specific. But she, I'm not familiar with Fran Lebowitz. And she was disarmingly funny there were there were lines that she would say that just made me sit there and giggle watching it alone uh last night it was it was quite something here's a little bit don do we have the trailer here Mm -hmm. we go in the back hey friend uh i actually never heard of you before that's really a good way to break the ice (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen the one and only fran lebowitz people frequently are infuriated by me because i'm filled with opinions in New York, there are millions of people, and the only person looking where she's going is me. I should write a manifesto, the title of which would be, Pretend It's a City. It would take one subway ride for the Dalai Lama to turn into a lunatic, raging person. I'm the only person who's lived in New York as long as I have who has never made a correct real estate decision. Do people buy books here? At this kiosk? Do you think it's fair to bring a book into Times Square? It's not fair to the books. <laughs> People want to challenge themselves. I find real life challenging enough. Does complaining change anything? Not so far. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm a young woman. <laughs> She's 70. She's so funny. That seems like a really cool show it I'd is. love to watch. It's an easy watch, and it's in and out, and... uh and again, they go from, it's shot over the course, I don't know how long, but it, they'll be on stage at a theater doing a Q&A with an audience. They'll be alone at a bar just chatting. You actually don't, Martin Scorsese is the director of it, and he's technically the one you know, running the show there interviewing Fran. 
But you don't really see much of him outside of him just laughing at things that she says. Yeah, they're old friends. And I guess, you know what this reminds me of a little bit? Um, kind of has a comedians in cars getting coffee vibe to uh-huh. it. And yeah. that they're just conversing. Yeah. You know, just having a conversation about a variety of topics. Um, like I mentioned yesterday, she was a writer for Interview Magazine. Um, more of a, a humorist. Yes. Then a stand-up. She's not really right. A right. She's a public speaker right. who yes. isn't doing one-liners necessarily. Yeah, she's she's telling a story. Cool. Yeah, I really. You know who like she it. reminded me of who? in her comedic delivery? Hmm. Our boss. <gasps> I was oh, just sure. thinking that. I was like, oh, she kind of reminds me of B. Arthur. She kind of does have that. <laughs> How she B. delivers vibe. these lines in a little bit of like B. a Arthur raspy very voice. Funny. She's yes. very funny. Yes. She's uh, kind of got a you're an idiot vibe to her, yes. you know? <laughs> that line of like, it would take the Dalai Lama one subway, subway ride to become an absolute lunatic and then starts right. laughing. That's who I was getting vibes of last, last night. They, an easy watch. Maybe I'll watch another episode at some point. But again, it's, I think, seven episodes on Netflix. Yeah, it's not one of those things where you're like, I'm going to binge this. It's like, ah, uh, there's nothing sure, going on right now. it's an in-between show. Yeah. I like Somebody Feed Phil. We use that as like a pacer oh, show in I want to watch that. Oh, I, you'll yeah, love it. I think that sounds What's that all too. about? I scrolled past that last night on Netflix. Well, Phil Rosenthal, it is, right? It's Phil Rosenthal, who is the guy behind Everybody Loves Raymond. It's his show. Oh. About um, his family. About his family. And he is the most delightful, warm person. Yeah. And he's just a big dork. And so he's doing this food travel show. But you feel so included. And he includes everyone. Like, he'll be eating something on the street and just go... Come here and pull some random stranger over and go eat some of this. It's so good. <laughs> or he'll, oh. his brother is also on the crew, which is so funny how he works his brother in. And it's just a very heartwarming, different kind of travel food show. That's neat. You know, I also saw, okay, that's Netflix, you said? Yeah, somebody okay. feed Phil. I got to check that out. Also, I saw that Stanley Tucci. Has a, I think he has like a food related yeah. show. Yeah, I think oh, he does. Oh, love the Tucci. Love the he, Tucci. He had a really delightful, I don't know if it was a trailer or a commercial for his show, but it was just, it was just very delightful. Okay. Huh. Very delightful. I mean, I'm, now I'm getting too many things. I have to yeah. watch the sex scenes in Bridgerton. I got to watch, um, <laughs> what is this? Uh, some kind of city. What is it called? This oh. is Pretend It's a City. Pretend It's a City. Yep. yep. And you know what I just watched yesterday, too? Um, ba, 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 ba. It is called uh, Celebrity IOU. Remember, Steve, yes. we talked about that quite yes. a bit? Yes, um, uh, Allison Janney was oh. uh, in the episode that I watched yesterday. Man, is she likable. Yes. She is so fun. If you didn't like her before, you will love her now and when you watch that show you realize why they why they offer these thank yous to these people at awards shows that we don't know my assistant bill Mm -hmm. now you get why they're talking to bill because they document the life of these celebrities who have had these assistants publicists whatever that they feature in the in this show sometime with the property brothers on hgtv and uh you get it they've just like lived a life together yeah yeah 20 years you spend with like one person working for you or whatever and uh it's just it's a really feel good show i mean if somebody did that for me redecorated tore apart my kitchen and i walked into a brand new shiny beautiful 
kitchen that looks like it's out of a magazine, how loved would you feel oh, if yeah. somebody did that for you? That would be awesome. That's so great. So if you guys ever wanted, you know. Oh, to, we yeah. should go. We, right there. Oh, uh, we yeah. should get. To, we need to take a break. Yeah, hey, when right. we come back, if you see something, say something. Last night, Donna Valentine sent me an email. <laughs> Electronic mail sent to my phone. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Said so this is hilarious. And I haven't stopped thinking about what I saw oh, since then. <laughs> so good. It is an image that will stay with you forever. <laughs> we'll tell you what it was when we come back on Donna and Steve on My Talk. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Hey. So I was just sitting there minding my business. <laughs> and I opened my email, saw one from Donna, and I thought, oh boy, uh, an evening email from Donna. What's going on? This must be serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it linked link it up, linked to a video of the TNT boys. I don't know who they are, but oh, they're boy. a little a little group of boys. <laughs> and they were on a show called Your Face Sounds Familiar, Kids Edition. <laughs> and they came out and sang a song by the Bee Gees, who we've been talking about a lot recently, the song Too Much Heaven. Now, if they just came out and sang it and they just looked like schoolboys, what ifs? They not only sounded exactly like the Bee Gees, but they looked exactly like the Bee Gees, including full makeup, hair, wigs, facial hair. Baldness. Baldness. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so funny. And they're so little. These are like really little kids. Let's give a listen, shall we? Yes. And then I'd like to give credit to the person who sent it to me. It's really something. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. It makes me want to cry. I, I love, love it so much. My bar mitzvah. <laughs> Who are the TNT boys? Oh. And when did you uh, when did you <laughs> change religion? Uh, yeah, and become a boy. I don't know. Uh, or a boy. Uh, you can oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so. Christy Gavin from our sales department sent that sent that to me yesterday. Oh my god, it makes me so happy. I know me too. And she uh sent it after we were talking about Greenfield, the the new collaboration with Barry Gibb and all the artists uh, or a bunch of Nashville-based artists. And she was like, "Oh gosh, if you like that, you'll love this." I mean, Bee Gees are all the rage right now. I had another listener send me, about the Bee Gees. send me a Sheryl Crow collaboration with Barry Gibb. 
uh, I think they did How Deep Is Your Love? And oh, and then I watched the documentary last night. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, I just said it to Alexis. I'm like, you're going to love this. She said, oh, my God, I love this so much. And chills, <laughs> the one on the right. <laughs> it's definitely a day maker. Oh. So, by yeah, the way, uh, the TNT Boys, I come to find out, is a uh, Filipino boy band made up of three of the pre- to early-teen finalists of the 2007 television competition, Tawagnahang Kids. Okay. The members are Kiefer Sanchez, Mackie M. Puerto, and Francis Concepcion. Oh, God. Interesting that they all have, like, Latin-sounding names. Right. There's so much I don't know about how the world works. Me too, Steve. Or the body. <laughs> or, the, or the body. Oh, yeah, we went. We went all through the nuts and bolts of how babies are created mm, uh, earlier in hour one. So if you're listening on the podcast and fast forwarded, please uh, go back and learn. Teach mostly your children. The, mostly the nuts, though. Mainly the <laughs> testicles. Donna, don't say nuts. Well, you said nuts and bolts. I, oh. It was mostly the nuts, not the bolts. Uh, we couldn't figure out the bolts. Barry <sighs> Gibb is the one who looked like the painting of Jesus. He's yeah, that he one, right? Yeah, he was like the hot one. He was the middle. He's the middle one, right? He's the, the star. Boy, and then one had to go bald. Yeah. You know, one Bless had to be him. balding. This is just like the Jonas Brothers. I mean, you, no matter the the groups that get together, these brothers that get together, there's always one. Guys, and they wrote so many hit songs yeah. for so many people. Um, I'll tell you about it. Coming up at 11 o'clock. Ooh. Hold your horses. Hey, the, 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 vocal skills, the vocal skills that these kids have <laughs> Amazing. are just outstanding. They're all great singers at age, like eight or whatever yeah. they are. Yeah, I know. They just look so little. They do. Their bodies just look so teeny. Yeah. They're just little baby bunny boos. I want to tell you a uh, something else that I saw that just imagine. So we were talking about Mega Millions, the jackpot estimated to be at about seven hundred and fifty million dollars by this Friday. Mm. How about this? There is a guy Elizabeth Reese sent through this article last night that then I noticed popping around more today. So I'm reading it last night, seeing it again this morning. Could you imagine having Bitcoin, having purchased it a long time ago, mm. forgetting your password? And then you see, oh, Bitcoin reaching record highs. I should go and cash out my Bitcoin. But you only get 10 guesses at the password before the hard drive permanently encrypts its contents and cannot be unlocked. Oh, my God. Stefan Thomas. <laughs> well, kind of, sort of. There's a, there's, a, there's a decoding industry that is popping up as a result of this. Stefan Thomas lives in San Francisco, has a what they call a digital wallet. Uh, with 7,002 individual Bitcoin in it, which means it's worth currently around $234 million. What? Didn't you say Bitcoin went in the toilet? It went in the toilet, That, but then over Christmas, it came back and reached a record high. Its previous record high had been about 22,000. Last week, it was at 42,000. Do you still have yours? It had gone down. No, it had gone down to 5,000. Uh, in March, oh. I bailed on Bitcoin a long time ago, and I got into a uh, another cryptocurrency called the Request Network, mm-hmm. and uh, I bought in at five hundred dollars, and that five hundred dollars is currently worth, I believe, less than one dollar, one American dollar. Hmm. Oh no! It went down, but it's okay, Don. <laughs> 
This is the buy and hold strategy. Um, <laughs> by the way, you either figure out your password or you don't. And then that's just how Bitcoin works. So this guy's got a lot riding on it. Well, this guy, I also, I saw him on uh, ABC News this morning. Asking for help, I would hope. No, he's, he basically just seems like a chill guy. He is a techie guy. And the thing that stood out to me, somebody made the statement that Stefan, he's okay without it. I'm uh, Okay. Still. I don't know if that means he's rich without it. I think they mean that he's, yeah, he's he's well to do. And maybe it's not quite like someone working at the the daily grind nine to five who would have this as life altering money. Maybe he's a millionaire. I hope he figures it out. Me too. I do too. Poor guy. I do too. All right. Bye, Dawn. Hey, Dawn. Good talk, man. See I guess. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Um, When we come back... Let's talk music news. I'll give you the latest on Dr. Dre after having suffered an aneurysm recently. We'll tell you where he's at right now. Uh, Coming up in the beat on My Talk 107.1, Everything Entertainment.